Today on episode 117 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, one of the biggest expenses when you travel is having a place to stay. You know, hotels can take up a really big part of your travel budget, but recently I discovered an online service that changes that completely. For me, that meant instead of paying $200 per night, I paid $60 per night. And you can do the same thing when you travel. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Well, good morning. This is the Computer Tutor Podcast, and I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. I love technology, and I love introducing you to new ways that it can be used. And today's episode is a really good example of that. I've been in the computer repair business since 1999, and if your computer has a problem, like a virus maybe, I can probably fix it remotely, so you don't even have to bring it into a shop. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 117. So let's get started. I've mentioned this before, no matter what I'm doing, I'm just about always on the lookout for new ideas for topics for this podcast. Seems like I can find ideas when I'm least expecting it. And recently I had an experience with something new and I told myself, yep, this is going to be a podcast episode. Today's tip isn't so much about how to do something with a file or a folder in Windows or some other particular computer trick, but it does involve technology and you do use your computer to do what I'm about to tell you about. Here's the scenario. You're going on a trip. Here in the U.S., we usually call it a vacation. Over in Europe, you guys call it a holiday. Or maybe you're traveling on business. But whatever the reason, you're taking a trip somewhere and you need a place to stay overnight or maybe a few days or even a few weeks. Where I live, here in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, it's a pretty popular vacation spot. We have one of the best beaches in the world, Clearwater Beach, which is about 20 minutes from my house. So people come here from all over, and it's also a big spot for kids on spring break. That's why there are lots of hotels in the area. You can find the most expensive ones, of course, right down there on the beach, and the cheaper ones are further away from the tourist trail. There are lots of hotels in this area. But think about what else is in the area. Private homes that are not currently occupied. Homes that are occupied but with extra rooms that aren't being used. You know how it's so nice when you're traveling somewhere and you have friends or family in that area with extra space and you can stay with them instead of spending money on a hotel? Well, what if you had sort of an arrangement like that in almost any area you wanted to visit. Well, I can guarantee you that at any given time here in this area, there are hundreds or maybe even thousands of homes that are either completely empty or have rooms that aren't being used. Maybe the owner lives in another state, just doesn't use the house here in Florida, or maybe they're only in Florida for six months out of the year, which actually describes about half the population of this state. Or maybe they're a couple whose children have grown up and moved out, and yet they're still in the same three-bedroom or four-bedroom home, and those extra rooms are not being used. 
So you have a bunch of property owners who would like to make some money from their house or their apartments that's just sitting there. And you have a bunch of people traveling who would rather not pay the steep prices for a hotel room for a week. Well, thanks to technology, these two groups of people can now be in touch with each other. That's now being done through a website called Airbnb. That's A-I-R-B-N-B. And you can check it out at Airbnb.com. Here's how it works. The whole process can be summed up in three steps. Step one is, of course, you need to decide where you want to go and what kind of accommodations you'll need. If it's just you traveling alone or you and just another person, you might only need a private room. If you're bringing your spouse and four teenagers and grandma and grandpa, you might want to have the whole house to yourself. But one thing is almost a certainty. Wherever you want to go, there will be hosts with a place for you to stay. There are hosts in over 190 different countries. So you go on the Airbnb website and you do a search based on location, the dates you're going to need, what kind of place you want, and even the price range that you're looking for. You're going to see a selection of different places come up. You can check out all the details, you can see pictures, and you can read the reviews of other people that have stayed at these places. That's a big help in deciding where you want to stay. Step number two is go ahead and request the reservation. This is where you actually contact the host and tell them the dates you want to reserve, as well as other details like how many people will be coming with you. And hopefully you'll hear back from the host that the reservation was accepted. But keep in mind that the host always has the option of not accepting your request. That's one of the safety features that's built into the process. I'll talk more about that in just a minute. So you make the reservation, and you make the payment, and this is all done through the website. You really don't even have any direct personal contact with the host until the reservation is in place. And as far as payment, what you'll pay is the advertised daily rate, and you might also be charged a cleaning fee if the host wants to charge that. Some do and some don't. And also, Airbnb will add on their own guest fee, which ranges from 6% to 12%, and that's the, one of the ways they make money on each reservation. But even with those fees, you should still be able to find accommodations that are a lot less expensive than a hotel. And step three is go. You just show up on the date you reserved and you check in with your host. I should say you'll probably meet your host, but in a few cases you might not. The host might have someone else handling the guest services. So once you're all checked in, just enjoy yourself or conduct your business or do whatever you need to do on this trip. Now, up until about a month ago, I wasn't aware that this service existed, but I'm really glad I found out about it. I was scheduled to attend a conference a few weeks ago. The conference was over in Delray Beach, Florida, which is about a four-hour drive from where I live. It's over on the east coast of Florida, and I live on the west coast. The conference took place from Wednesday to Saturday, so I needed a place to stay for three nights, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. Then I'd drive back home on Saturday. Now, of course, the most convenient place to stay would be the hotel where the conference was actually being held. That was the Marriott right on the beach. But, as you might guess, it was fairly expensive. It was $200 a night plus tax. And I didn't really want to spend $600 plus for a room for this little trip. So I started investigating other options. And that's when a friend told me about Airbnb. So I went on the website. I started looking around at what was available and I found a place with a private room with its own full bathroom and shower. It was available for my dates, 
and it was only about two miles from the conference hotel. And it was only $60 per night. Bingo! I requested the reservation, and the host accepted it. I have to say the experience was really great. For example, I asked her ahead of time if there was a TV in the room, and she said there was not, but that I could always use the large screen TV that's out in the living room. I thought that was pretty nice, and I really don't watch much TV anyway. But then when I arrived, she showed me around, showed me the room, and she says, oh, by the way, I got you a television for the room, too. She had gone out to Best Buy and purchased a small flat-screen TV, got it hooked up to cable so that I'd have a television right there in the room. I had my own key so I could come and go as I needed to, and I also had full use of the kitchen if I wanted it, but really I just used the fridge to store some food. And she also, of course, had a Wi-Fi signal for me to connect with my laptop, which I think is pretty standard in most, most of these places. So it really worked out great, but in order for this to work... There's one huge factor that has to be part of the whole transaction, and that is trust. If you're a guest, you have to feel confident that you're going to get what's advertised and what you're paying for, and you have to know that you don't have to worry about safety. And it works the other way as well. A host wants to be assured that the person or a group of people staying there aren't all-night partiers or psychos or some other kind of weirdo. That's why the host always has the option of rejecting the reservation. But the website has these safety precautions built into the process as much as possible. Every time you make a reservation, you're encouraged to let your host know as much about you as possible. You have the option of confirming your email address and phone number, as well as showing them your Facebook profile and your profiles on other social media sites. And for every stay, the host has the opportunity to give you, as a guest, a full review and rating. So if you were a messy, noisy pain in the butt, future hosts will see that, and they'll take that into account when you request a reservation with them. So you want to keep a good reputation as a guest. And of course, it goes the other way. If your experience with a host was good or bad, you have the opportunity to provide a review and a rating for that, too. That's a big help when you're shopping around and looking at the various options of where you can stay. You can see what kind of experience other people have had when they stayed at that place. So for me, it worked out very well, and I'll definitely use the service in the future. It worked out that my host and I became friends because she's a very nice person and an interesting person. Now, I know for some people, the response would be, ooh, stay overnight at some place where I don't even know the people? No way. And that's fine. It's not for everyone. But if you want to save some money, maybe meet some new people, and have a little bit of an adventurous streak, I recommend you give it a try. And let me know what you think. Have you used Airbnb? Do you think you would ever use it? I'd love to hear from you. Just call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468 and leave a message. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. 
In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.